Hello, and welcome to Finding Home, also known as Jan Pepler Home, where we explore the connection between people and places. I am Dr. Jan Pepler, and I've been researching home for a number of years. My writing and podcasts offer insights to finding home and creating home, drawing from myth, psychology, the hero's journey, history, my travels, my own experience with home, and more. For today's podcast, I want to start with a quote from Black Elk, a medicine man of the Oglala Lakota people. Amazingly, he survived the Wounded Knee Massacre in 1890 when he was 27 years old. This horrific assault on unarmed women, children, and men killed over 300 Native Americans. And it's considered to be the last of the Indian conflicts. Black Elk wrote, wherever we went, the soldiers came to kill us and it was all our country. It was ours already when the Washuchas made the treaty with Red Cloud that said it would be ours as long as grass should grow and water flow. That was only eight winters before and they were chasing us now because we remembered and they forgot. Here in the US, what we call home was stolen from others. Our ancestors were immigrants. The people who lived here, possibly as many as 112 million people, welcomed them our ancestors, and they taught them skills and shared their food. Yes, they said, this is home. It can be your home too. In exchange, they were killed, deceived, rounded up, and moved like cattle. And that's a pretty grim way to start uh, an episode of a podcast, but today is a good time to acknowledge the truth. Today, we celebrate the beginning of the greatest genocide the world has ever known. We elevate a man whose actions were considered ruthless even in his own time and make him the hero of an outdated American mythology where white Europeans are ordained by God to have dominion over the earth and all animals and people living on the earth. Or today, we honor the indigenous people of North America. We remember the women, children, and men, sometimes complete bands that were slaughtered, along with the wisdom and potential that went with them. We celebrate the resiliency of those who survived. We recognize the 574 tribes of Native Americans in the United States today, and those are just the federally recognized ones. There are more. Oklahoma has the second largest population of American Indians in the country and is home to 39 tribes, only five of which are indigenous to the state. The other 34 tribes were forced to leave their native lands and relocate here between 1814 and 1824 under the command of Andrew Jackson. 
Now, Andrew Jackson was the seventh president of the United States. And as you probably know, he's the face featured on our $20 bill. And he was pretty darn awful when it came to American Indians. Mostly, he's known for the Indian Removal Act of 1830 that forced Eastern tribes to move west, resulting in the Trail of Tears. And actually, there's so much that can be said about Jackson, of the things that he did. But the truth is that everything he did was sanctioned by the government. Negotiating treaties which stripped tribes of their lands, uh, leading military assaults that rusted, resulted in more than 25 million acres being taken from tribes. Actually, 22 million of that was taken just from the, the Creek Nation. And, and it was taken from so many more tribes as well. And, and all those acres that were taken were transferred to white cotton farmers. In other words, it wasn't enough to share this home with those who already lived here. We wanted it all to ourselves. We were civilized. We were superior. In 1823, the Supreme Court declared Indians could live on land within the United States, but could not own those lands. In other words, the right of discovery by white Europeans and their descendants was superior to the right of occupancy of those who already lived there. Seriously. Oklahoma was supposed to be the answer. Native Americans were moved here to what was called Indian Territory because no one thought the U.S. would grow west of the Mississippi. <laughs> But then gold was discovered, and even the rugged, rocked, rocky land of Oklahoma, which again was originally reserved for Native Americans, became highly favored. So once again, treaties were broken and reservations were cut up into allotments that then allowed white settlers to stake a claim. The land rush of 1889 resulted in approximately 50,000 people swarming Oklahoma on opening day. And those who crept into the territory early and hid in the night only to stake claim first thing in the morning, essentially stealing a leg up on others, not playing fair, were called Sooners. That was a designation that was derogatory, but eventually it became a point of pride. We are a nation that is proud to have stolen homes, proud to have broken treaties, proud to declare ourselves better and more deserving than those who lived here before us, and it seems now anyone who comes after us. But it doesn't have to be that way. As James Baldwin said, not everything that is faced can be changed, but nothing can be changed until it is faced. After over 30 years of planning, funding, and defunding, 
the first Americans Museum has finally opened in Oklahoma City. This 175,000 square foot building sits on 40 acres of land and recognizes the 39 tribes of this state. The deputy director of the museum, Shoshana Wasserman, said, it's almost like this project had to go through the same historical trauma that our tribes did. Because it took a lot to get this museum built. In the early 1900s, at the turn of the century, countless Native American objects were removed from Oklahoma and placed in museums. This actually happened all around our country. Objects that were sacred to tribes, objects that were used for ceremonies, they were treated as curios. Some were even removed from graves. Can you imagine? No, really, really, can you imagine? Thousands of those objects were brought to Washington, D.C., where they sat in storage for over a century and were never displayed. Now, more than 100 of those sacred objects have come home to Oklahoma. They are currently on display at the new First American Museum, and they will be used during special events and in celebrations, as originally intended when each piece was created so long ago. It's, it's not my place to speak about the relationship between Native peoples and home. To even attempt to do that would be insulting. All I know is this. It's way past time that we as a country acknowledge our past. It's time to correct the lies we've been telling for over 400 years. Before any of us called this place home, these lands were already home to tens of millions of others. Today, we remember. Today is Indigenous Persons Day. Thank you for listening. If you, um, if you, if you liked this podcast, if it resonated with you in any way, I'd love to hear from you. You can share your thoughts and join the conversation by logging into uh, janpeplerhome.com or at findinghome.substack.com and just look for the podcast or the, the, I'm sorry, the blog titled U.S. History and Home. And you can also subscribe to the Finding Home podcast and be notified each time I publish a new episode. Thank you again. I appreciate your support and um, I hope you will continue to consider home, not just for yourself, but for others around you. Thank you.